What's up, everybody? We are back. Welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by RealTalking.com. I am your host, David. I am joined with today, Jenny. Hey, guys. Returning from Atlantic City, Ryan. What's happening? And joining us once again, because he just loves talking about hotels. (laughs) Oh, shit. That's right. JC, what's going on, my friend? I'm much excited to be here and to talk about my fir- one of my favorite movies of all time. Awesome. So today, we are going to look at the 60th anniversary of one of the greatest movies of all time, one of the greatest horror movies of all time, Psycho, along with its sequels, its terrible, 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 terrible remake, and Bates Motel, where we are going to spoil the shit out of it, as Ryan said off the line the other day. <laughs> So before we get into that, let's get into the news of the week. Uh, a quick little Emmy recap. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go through any, uh, all the categories, but I just want to do a little quick rundown of the highlights. I do want to start with. I like how they did, and I know why they did this because it keeps everyone not sitting around for three hours. How they split cam- comedy in one hour, limited series in the other hour, and drama in the other hour. Did you like that split? Uh, I know you didn't really watch Jen. JC, from what you saw, did you like that split? Well, I mean, I liked it because my the three shows that I was rooting for in those categories, you know, dominated. But it sucked because you know, like it just kept being Six Creek, Six Creek, you know. So it was, there was like no, it, it was like like nobody like in, if it would have been a regular telecast, it would have had like it would have been split. So the 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 you know the surprise that they dominated would have wouldn't have been as like you know just like like for some people it just kept getting repetitive because it was just squeak 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 squeak. Yeah. But I liked it. I liked it because it was just you know like like you said it was it got everybody like out easier because I'm pretty sure once once like um. Shiz Creek, like the whole comedy section was done. I'm pretty sure they went just the ones to party and started drinking, and so they didn't have to worry more about any other categories. Yeah, I I think that's not going to happen next year. But Jen, you were going to add. So I didn't watch it, but I you know checked in and every once in a while on social media and whatnot. And I know a lot of people were bitching like, "Oh, Shiz Creek again." Um, but to be fair, right? Had this been maybe this if this wasn't its last season, right? Not to say that it wouldn't have won every category, but since it was the last season, I think that's where, you know, when they grouped it all together. Because in other years... They don't, maybe, this is the first time they've done this. Maybe, right. Maybe they would have also split it, like, you would have had different things and wouldn't have felt so repetitive. Um, so I think this is just a special circumstance, and they finally got the recognition that they were due. And three seasons in, the show is amazing. It's so, pretty, pretty amazing. Um, it's the first uh, comedy to sweep all seven... Or seven, yeah, seven awards and won nine overall. But the top seven was the first comedy of all in all uh, of all time to sweep. So that was great. Ryan, have you seen Shit's Creek? No, I have not. It's on Netflix. Do yourself a favor; you'll have a good time. It's you'll really enjoy it. Week. You'll enjoy it. Yeah, it's really funny. Uh, moving on to the limited series section, uh, Watchmen. It missed winning the all-time Emmys by two. It won eleven. <laughs> And unfortunately, the two that it lost were two that I was surprised it lost. It lost a uh, supporting actress, Gene Smart lost. I was very upset because Gene Smart was one of my favorite parts of the sh- of the show. Oh, the who, who won that one? Uh, uh, uh Oop, for Mrs. Uba, Uza, Uzo, Uzo. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I so she won for Mrs. Her. America, and then the other surprise loss was in directing. So outside of that. 
Watchmen pretty much dominated. Yeah, the Yaya win was nice because that, that shows, you know how sometimes, and I always say this with the Oscars, sometimes voters just click off the popular movie. Watchmen was the popular show, but for Yaya to win, it was one of those, they watched the entire series because he didn't, he doesn't shine to the end. Of the last three episodes. So I'm glad that he won that supporting actor award. That, that was a nice sight to see. And then the other shock wasn't really more towards, um, Watchmen losing, but, uh, Mark Ruffalo winning. He won. Well, I mean, you haven't seen the show, but he, like, he did really good stuff in that show. And I remember when you play, when you play like twins or dual roles, like that, that, that stuff that the war shows love. Cause like, if, when you watch, when you, whenever you end up watching the show, cause I'm pretty sure Jenny will make you watch it with her love for Ruffalo, you'll see like, <laughs> the, it's two roles and it's really, really completely different. So it's like you're getting two great performances from him. So I didn't pick him because I usually parallel what's nominated for limited series and that was not nominated for limited series and after bad education won limited not limited uh tv movie i'm sorry when it won tv movie i was like okay so bad education won hugh jackman's gonna win the emmy so it didn't happen uh i it looks too depressing for me i'm not gonna oh no i'm not gonna bother so i'll just i luck more (laughs) i love mark but no it's depressing as fuck i'll tell you that much and then finally, with the drama section, Succession pretty much dominated as expected. <laughs> uh, we just started it. Well, Jenny just saw the first episode before the podcast. What did you think? Um, She's like, I will say this before she she talks. She was like, oh, my God, this is a really long episode. I'm like, it's an hour. It's a regular drama. Yeah, it felt a little long. Um, after after Shit's Creek, she's probably used to like short, short stuff. No. But, well, I watched Shit's Creek before David, actually. So he's rewatching. So I'm rewatching it with him since he oh. just started it. But I had watched it. I actually had started it back in, what was it, like January, I think? No, it was around when COVID really No, no, no. Up. Well, that was when I was going to watch the sixties. season. Okay around covid but january i watched it um so yeah i mean i think it's good so far i think i have to be in the mood for something serious to keep watching it um i think they all seem like kind of horrible people right now the dad is definitely horrible the old man yeah he could probably croak but i know he's not because <laughs> he's still on the show. <laughs> he's still on the show so i know that brain hemorrhage didn't do shit to him no he's a he's already up and running in the second episode yeah so um I feel bad for the older son. Jeremy Strong. Yeah. I love Alan Ruck, obviously. Cameron. Um, he can do no wrong. And the Culkin. Um, yeah, he's good. He's I the worst. Don't, I kind of don't he's care. No, dick. he's a dick, but I kind of don't care for the... I don't even know who the actress is that plays the daughter. Shiv. Shiv. Sarah Snook. Sarah yeah, Snook, yeah. I actually have no... Don't really care much about she's her. That, she's actually the most likable one from the main three, because Alan Ruck is just really the older brother that everybody says on yeah yeah and like from the first episode you kind of get like he just wants his money he doesn't give a fuck he doesn't get involved he's just like just get yeah, me out of it isn't that kind of like a good way to be too? yeah like, it, is. Like, it is like he just seems very at peace just Wait, from the first episode I, I see when you play switzerland with a very very rich family like that you usually get your way yeah like he's just like whatever i don't care as long as i get my money i'm like I, he's yeah. at peace like who cares yeah. yeah i agree will you keep watching um, I will, but I gotta be in the mood. Okay, I guess like, I'm, I gotta, not, I gotta I'm on have, my own there. I gotta have time. Um, but you know, like just to just to call someone out now, uh, Mister, I haven't finished 
I, we started Boardwalk Empire. I started rewatching it again with him because I had already seen it. And David hasn't continued it. At I got all. to episode so eight. JC. To be in the mood I got for to that episode too. eight. It's good. I just I, disappointing I, me. You know what the problem is? And I know, I know, I know. It's a completely different show, but it's 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 not The Sopranos. Yeah, but it's not trying to be The Sopranos. I understand that. It's, but, a, it's a period piece of of a mob of Atlantic City. I know, I know, I know, I know. Ryan's upset because and he Steve was just, Buscemi is like fantastic in the you're at, you're right i mean david you're acting like somebody we know i know i am god damn exactly. it i gotta i gotta be i gotta i gotta be better to my constituents yeah exactly <laughs> all right let, let's move on from the emmys uh this is let's get into some dc news this is i'm so happy for him john cena's peacemaker spinoff it's headed to hbo max I, I like this. I don't even know who the fuck this is. <laughs> so to be completely honest with you, I don't know like, who it is, but it's he's getting all, a show because he's all, John Cena. All I've read is that he's like if Captain America was a asshole. So that's kind of where I where I'm gonna put it. And John Cena's John Cena's great. I love John Wouldn't Cena. Wouldn't that be kind of like the lead character in The Boys? I don't watch that's The Boys. Oh, hell yeah. he, I forgot his like, name yeah. now, but yeah. So like he. Reminds me of sort of like right being yeah, this Captain America for this time, well, but he's, he's a more dick. Superman was an asshole. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't true. know what I, I don't even know what this is going to be about. I'm just happy that John Cena is getting a big, 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 <laughs> yeah, big role. Like, it's, it's just a, it, all we know is a prequel. So, I, but I still like people. Are like, oh, he's getting a show, so he's definitely going to survive Suicide Squad. Like, no, it's a prequel, so he could definitely die. In the movie, which I expect, I just don't expect him to be one of the first guys that I think that's gonna be Pete Davidson and maybe like Boomerang. Oh, I think yeah, I was actually gonna say that. Uh, we didn't talk about this when we did the the DC fandom recap, but there's too many characters. There's a lot of people that are gonna die in Suicide yeah, Squad. It's gonna be a a funny opening scene where like Pete Davidson and just like the minor actors die, similar to how they killed off a lot of the or they had like Slipknot, whatever his name was, Slipknot, yeah, Adam yeah. Peach freaking die without doing shit jenny's gonna be so happy if pete davidson dies in the first two minutes of suicide squad <laughs> yeah too. oh no i am that. i will i will i king of staten island may be the only thing i ever like him in so you gotta uh, watch this hulu movie no i'm good i'm i'm good uh ne- next bit of news is uh something ryan i i know you're the only one that's excited for um justice league but what what's a what's another podcast episode without talking about good old good old Zack Snyder? So Justice League will have reshoots, which has ballooned its budget to seventy million dollars. What the actual fuck? <laughs> so I like- I read I want to read a tweet and I showed this to JC off the line and I want to read a tweet <laughs> that someone uh, someone posted yesterday. This is the Got Stratosphere uh, Twitter account. So. <clears throat> instead of cut can we just call this what it is the Snyder enti- the Snyder entirely new movie with entirely new shot scenes and new CGI based on several years of worth of hindsight and a desire to blame other men for the DCEU's failure other than Snyder whose fault it all actually is listen this is like reading poetry I got like five percent dumber when I read that. <laughs> no, I mean it, the guy's talking. The guy's spitting truth, though. The fact that everyone wants to blame someone else for the DCU's problem when it, I've been saying on here for fucking years that it's Snyder and JC, like you, you, you can let everyone know what you told me off the line. Like you're shooting a new movie. 
That's what they're doing. That's essentially what they're doing. And yeah, I mean, he's been he's been like vocal, like you know, like, oh, um, the, the even though he's he has gone on record many times saying that he hasn't seen the the, the theatrical cut, he said that it only has like twenty five percent of what he shot, which is like it's very contradicting to what they were saying that that all he did was all that all that Jaws did was like reshoot the ending, like it's just that's the whole mess, like. Like seventy million dollars on reshoots and post production, like literally that that movie has been such a headache for them that I think they just want to release and just get done, get yeah. it done with. I'm starting to think, and I like I agree with you 100. percent I think Warner's is starting to regret this. Like, are they going to get that many oh, more yeah. subscribers for HBO Max? I don't think so. No, they'll do they'll do a one week trial. I mean, they'll do a one month free. They have as one month free trial, right? I think it's one week free, and then they pay for. I can't keep up one. with all of them. <laughs> They're all one, different one week free, And then they'll just watch the three and they'll cancel it after after thing. Cause I'm pretty sure once they once they release an episodic, like, you know, there'll be other ways to be able to watch the whole thing completely without having to pay for HBO Max. Yeah, I think it's it's just to the point that I, I repeat myself on here and it's just like <laughs> I, I don't I don't understand how like there's some really stupid people out there. There really is. It's like you you, oh, you want to see Zack Snyder's vision. You got his vision. It's called Man of Steel. It's called Batman v Superman. And spoiler alert, they fucking suck. <laughs> It's 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 just too much at this point. Like I, the, oh, go ahead, go ahead, JC. No, like we we're talking about. Like the only thing I'm excited for, like if it does happen, is the Green Lantern stuff. Especially if they could get like Ryan Reynolds to come back, that would be cool because that's that's definitely not anything we saw in the in the first in the actual Justice League. That's like the only thing I'm really excited about. Besides that, the DC fandom trailer, like we've spoken many times. Yeah, it has some new scenes, but it feels like a like the like the same thing we got just with a, with with some deleted scenes. Yeah, it's like you're spending seventy million dollars to be slightly better than what you were. Re- I'm also released in twenty seventeen. Pretty sure that most of that money is also going to bring all of these actors back. Glad you mentioned that. So why not? <laughs> Go, wait. So why? Hold on. So why not use this money for something? better like a good movie use it for no like put it towards a cause like racial equity uh you know like things that are happening now why not put that money and make that donation rather than giving me a new movie that will be only maybe slightly different really getting paid into these actors and maybe and the crew right i mean people need jobs i don't think the actors need jobs i think the crew needs jobs but like I don't know. Well, I think you, it's kind of just a waste. You mentioned like, spending money on the cast. Well, not everyone's coming back. Henry Cavill has said, "I'm good. I got better things to do, like making good movies." So I, I, I I'm not. Did I'm you not. Say that exactly. Exactly like that. Oh, he did. With, with, the, with the accent though. <laughs> and I'm not going to do a British accent because yeah, that was sound, that was sound absolutely terrible. But yeah, so Henry Cavill has said, "I'm not coming back." So, okay. uh, Gal, bet Fisher, you, I don't. I bet you Ray Fisher will be back. Oh nah, they don't. They don't, they don't even think they want him in the promotional tour because that could be talking too much. Yeah, so he's not coming. Every, back. Oh, he's not. Yeah, with everything. Yeah, with everything going on, I highly doubt that. Didn't he love Zack he, Snyder? Yeah. No, because he said that that announcement was done to distract from what's going on because that's how he said that they they announced a fake Frosty the Snowman stuff with Jason Momoa to distract people from all that stuff that's going on. So he he already called them on the reshoots and, and called them bullshit that they're not really happening. Yeah, so right now, now he's shitting on his boy. He's pretty much, I understand getting your point across and stuff, but now, but now he's burning bridges with the yeah, only people he, that actually he, give a shit about him. Well, so is John Boyega. He hasn't done shit. 
Yeah, the John Boyega stuff has always been very surprising because the whole uh I don't I don't like I don't I don't I don't like Finn as a character as a whole, so that's kind of Yeah, he was poorly written from the jump. I understand in the first trailer of Force Awakens that he looked like he was going to be something bigger. Yeah. But like it from I mean, fir- I understand his frustrations, but mm-hmm. I think if you saw that your character wasn't going a specific way, you didn't need to come back for two and three. If yeah. you were, if you really wanted to make that big of a stink, a stink, but then wait a second, you wanted the money because Star Wars and the yeah. career. So you can't also. I feel like he's coming you're out now because it's hand over. That feeds you, and now you're coming out about it because mm-hmm. it's over. Ryan, I never, got, I, I never. Oh, JC, sorry to cut you off. Ryan, I never got your thoughts on the Boyega thing. Like, do you agree with his? Like him, uh, explain to me exactly what's going on. So pretty that, much, right? he he felt that he was promised a more substantial role in the trilogy, and what we got wasn't that. But going back on Jenny's point, which is the best point, because Force Awakens, we've all seen here, nothing in Force Awakens makes you think he's going to be a lead. Yeah. So where were you in 2015? Why are you, you know, you come back for Jedi and Skywalker? And now you complain. So, uh, what do you think on that, Rye? I mean, looking at Jedi, maybe he, like he had a little bit more hope because like uh, he did have that big side mission at uh, least. A, yeah. a new hope. That's a dad joke. <laughs> I mean, he is with Bruce. Oh, and then he falls by the west side, wayside and. Uh, um skywalker Skywalker. yeah i mean it's just it's just interesting how everyone's just coming out now but moving on uh marvel news yay a a better studio right now with their comic book films but all sad news here the only good news is tatiana maslani has been cast as she hulk and she has the orphan black fame yeah she's really good in orphan black someone who has also played a multitude of characters in orphan black so um, I'm excited to see it. JC, you are the even resi- though I don't know too much about She-Hulk. Yeah, you are the resident co- comment reader on all social media posts here. Uh, how was the feedback <laughs> to Tatiana Mislani? Uh, um, very very mixed because people feel that she's basically gonna be another Brie Larson with the whole social justice stuff. Like they love the thing. A lot of people were like, "Oh, I love the casting until I went to her Instagram page and saw what she's all about." Which yeah. That says it all. Like they don't care if she's good, if she's gonna be bring a lot of that, uh, making a lot of those comments that um, Brie Larson was making during the press tour. They're not gonna like her, regardless of how good she is. Yeah, and well, I like the she casting. all about. Well, I didn't really look at her page because I don't care. Like I, I, I uh, real life stuff doesn't matter to me. But I guess she must be like a social justice board. Maybe she was promoting Black Lives Matter and other issues. We, which you know, people just like similar to LeBron James. People just want actors uh, sports people just to keep politics out of their profession and just you know basically shut up and dribble and um go act like a marvel character in this case the irony is that yes she's not a social i mean she does yeah black lives matter a lot of transgender rights she's the yeah, the the irony she's outspoken. We don't like a woman that's outspoken. <laughs> the irony in all that is How like dare she? I love when people say that but <laughs> like you have people on social media that are just regular people like us that don't stick to their day job and always are doctors, are are politicians. 
It's it's pretty ironic, the hypocrisy. But I do like the casting. That should be a good one. Uh, The sad news is Black Widow is is going to release in May. May 2021. As originally planned, it's going to be released in May. Yeah. Same with Eternals. Eternals. It's going to release in November. November 2021. And Shang-Chi has moved to February. Was it July? No, it's what? July, but it's now coming in second. Instead of being the third movie in Phase Four, it's now going to be the second. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we're Damn. still we're getting them. So at this point, we would be twenty months from an MCU film. It's wow. cr- so crushing. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. The only good news is we're getting Wandavision. I think November, December. That's that was a nice drop during the Emmys, right? Yeah, that was a nice oh, trailer. That trailer was amazing. Right? Did you check that trailer out? Yeah, no, it's awesome. Yeah, I <laughs> I have no idea what it's going to be about. So, so all I do they we better not. Oh, sorry, Jenny. no, no, you're go go for it. No, I'm saying like they better not fuck up that Evan Peters casting. Like with her being involved in Doctor Strange on the multiverse, like they got to find a way to have him play Quicksilver again. Like if they just cast him just to get our hopes up, and then just have him play a different new character, he's, he's... I'll be so fucking pissed. Kevin Feige, <laughs> Kevin Feige is not stupid. <laughs> he he no, knows boy, he knows. No. What are you gonna bring Aaron Taylor Johnson back? <laughs> oh fuck out of here. Jenny. Do we think um I know two completely different studios, but being the fact that they move Black Widow, I have a very strong feeling that we will not get Wonder Woman in December for Christmas. Right now they're not gonna say anything. But I feel like the way, you know, we've actually just been recently spiking again, New York, New Jersey, um, California can't get this shit together. Um, every, everywhere around the world, Florida, Florida is reopening and Florida three. is a hot mess. Um, so I have a feeling, and I think I'm going to call it now that Wonder Woman's moving again, and it's going to break my heart. You know what I'm thinking? Don't speak that into existence. So, so <laughs> well, it's going to happen. Right? So my, think- I have a feeling. My thinking is this: they're moving it because of you know they want to make their money. No, and all of that course, stuff. and here, I understand. But here's my here's my and thing. I want to see it on the big screen. Well, here's my argument to that. So. 2021 if you really look at the full scope of movies releases no one's gonna make a lot of money (laughs) so why not just keep it when no one's gonna release anything and you probably will make more money keeping it open in theaters for like a month straight from december to january then you probably will releasing it in may when you have like 97 other movies releasing 2021 no i guarantee we will have the since billion dollar box offices became a thing we will probably have the least billion dollars box office hits next year because everything's just going to be released so back remember to back when they used to release movies for like three months yeah in theaters oh, like not even a year a year yeah like it used to be like long time now I, we get like two weeks ironically and then you're gone. ironically batman 89 is the first one to yeah to not be in theaters for a year. So should we like? You think they're gonna go back to like trying that out? No. Later, no. just to get more money. Because they could make their money on VOD and Blu-ray sales. We didn't have that before. That's why Batman is I the first one true. to not be in theaters for a year because it was I actually. I can understand Blu-ray, but VOD. I mean, you make that much. Milan did. <laughs> it's uh, tough for me to spend the money and, on a VOD. And then JC, JC sent me tenants coming to blu-ray in two months yeah and i think it'll, and it's gonna do really well because there's a lot of people that didn't see it so mm-hmm. but jc you were gonna say something oh no what i'm saying like 
I was reading certain stuff that they were like, remember when we talked about Mulan, you're like, oh, nine, nine million subscribers was equals to like 260 something. Some yeah. people feel like those numbers might not be accurate because they feel that's something that, that Disney would have definitely been advertising and been very open about. Oh, interesting. That, yeah, because I'm like, remember, if they really made 261 million in nine days, you really think that Disney wouldn't be bragging about it? <sighs> Could be because I think the trolls. Remember when trolls made like a hundred million, like with the VOD? It took them a while to actually release those numbers. Yeah, but it's Disney. They got yeah. They, they, they're this, going. This, this is this is where I put the Grinch meme on you. I guess. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So that that wraps up the news. Let's get into taglines before we jump into Psycho. I have six here, and they're horror themed again. And I don't know who's getting the easy one today. Yeah, sure you don't know. I don't. I really Ryan. don't. I'm actually I'm actually gonna kick it off with you because you, JC, may be the only one that knows this movie. <laughs> okay. Alright, here we go. <clears throat> Let me get my Don LaFontaine voice. You're never too old to play with dolls until you're dead. Can I get a clue? Nope. It's a horror movie. 80s? Yes. Okay, so just say it one more time. You're never too old to play with dolls until you're dead. Dolls? There you go. See, <laughs> you got the you got the easy one here. All right, Jennifer. David. Are you eating it or is it eating you? The stuff. Yes, that it is the stuff. So basically, it's movies you saw this weekend. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I was like, I'm pretty sure he, this is what he started. Because That is where I started. Uh, Ryan, you ready? Yep. Where shopping costs you an arm and a leg. Oh, my God. Yes, please get it, Ryan. Please, I hope you get I this, actually, Ryan. I actually have no idea. It's, oh, all right. I, I actually do want to give you a hint because it's. It, I've told you about this movie. It is an 80s movie and it's 80s like b-level movie told me about it yeah i told you about it it's uh, i told you about it this time tag me in when when i told you (laughs) when uh (laughs) when we were talking about society oh man I have the memory of a goldfish with head trauma. Dude. All right, Jenny, um, take, Jenny, take it home. I'm only I only know this because David and I share an Amazon account, and I saw that he put this movie in his cart, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" And then I moved it aside for save later. So it's Chopping Mall. Yes, it's Chopping Mall. Right. It's so don't leave shit in your shopping for, cart for David. fan for fans of Chopping Mall. It finally dropped in price. It's only seventeen dollars. So you guys should definitely pick up Chopping Mall. You or, picked it up. Uh, Seventeen seventy nine. Not yet. Has not. not yet. I'm picking it up this week. And then, uh, oh. if you guys want to stream it, it's currently available on Shutter. All right, Jenny. Oh, I already got that one. Oh no, JC. A, yeah. First, it controls your mind. Then it destroys your body. From beyond. Incorrect. Fuck. Any guesses, Ryan, Jen, Jen? Stop googling. This, Hold on. That's I'm not go- how it works. I'm going to. <laughs> Another way to find out is just to basically see like the real talk in no, what he posts. No, nope. I, I, no, I haven't seen that movie in a few months. Oh, all right. Well, try again. What is it? Give me the quote. First, it controls your mind. Then it destroys your body. Then it destroys. Oh fuck! Yeah, I'm very now. disappointed, JC. I know it now. I don't know. Videodrome. Know. Oh, I've never yeah, seen that. Fuck. Is that the Cronenberg? Yes. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's really good stuff. 
Uh, shout out to JC on that. I bought it on Criterion like five years ago, but JC, you pushed me to watch it. So uh, it's really good stuff. This one I'm going to give to Jenny because I know she loves this person. Oh, no. Hell doesn't want them. Hell doesn't need them. Hell doesn't love them. I love this person. No, you, yeah, and I meant that in a very sarcastic way. Oh, oh, it's a fucking Rob Zombie movie. It is. Um, <laughs> House of a Thousand Corpses. No, the uh, other one. Devil's Rejects. Devil's, Devil's Rejects. Rejects. It's Devil's Rejects. Oh, I, I, only... I, thought, I, was, I thought it was three from Hell. No, nah, it's actually Devil's Rejects, yeah. All right, Ryan. You did watch that this week. Ryan, take us home. In October of 1994, three student filmmakers disappeared in the woods near Burkittsville, Maryland. While shooting a documentary, a year later, their footage was found. The Blair Witch? Yep. The most overrated horror movie of all time, The Blair Witch Project. Shit. That movie is such garbage. Garbage, garbage, garbage. Yep. So, yeah, that wraps up taglines. Let's take a trip to the Bates Motel. Uh, so, Psycho turned 60 years old this year. I want to kick it off with what was the first or when was the first time you saw Psycho? Ryan. This was honestly the first time I sat down and watched it from beginning to end. What? For the sick. Hey, okay. Ryan, Ryan. I love you, Ryan. What? <laughs> what did you think? And I loved it. Okay. I, I'm glad you loved it. I can't believe you t- it t- took you this long. It's so, so great. JC And JC, when was the first time you saw Psycho? Um, I was in high school. Like I, ha- I had, um, I knew that about the Marion Marion Craig stuff because you know, like that's like something that's very popular that they've used a lot. But like, like besides knowing the fact that that she was gonna die, like I love the movies as as in my top ten favorite movies of all time. And from the get go, like I love the performance of Norman Bates, and I just love the whole atmosphere. That's the score is my all time favorite movie score. Oh yeah, I have I have a lot of notes about that. From uh, Jenny, first time you saw Psycho. So I don't remember how old I was, but I'm gonna say I was either between ten to twelve years of age. Um, so I remember every Sunday night from eight to ten p.m. on AM, I believe it was AMC. They would have Hitchcock Sundays, yes, and they would always that. play um one of his movies and so me and my mom that would be like our sunday night routine at eight o'clock we would watch it 10 o'clock it's done um and i go to bed so i'm pretty sure that was around the time it was between 10 and 12 and so anyway that's when i first saw psycho and clearly if it's on amc i know it doesn't show everything um but you know and then later on just watched it so for me, the first Hitchcock film I ever saw was Rear Window on AMC on Hitchcock Sunday. That led me to open up a little bit more. I was nine years old. And I remember going to a Kmart. Uh, there used to be a Kmart right by by our house. And I bought, uh, they had re-release for, for Hitch's birthday or something along those lines. Uh, all his tapes. So I bought Psycho and that's the first time I saw it. And... It's my number 12 favorite movie of all time. It's, the score is in my top five of all time. It is incredible stuff. Uh, going straight into the production, uh, Psycho is based on a Robert Block 1959 novel of the same name, and it's loosely inspired by the case of convicted Wisconsin murderer Ed Gein. Both Gein and the story of Norman Bates were, were solitary murderers in isolated rural locations. Each had the deceased, domineering mother, 
and a sealed off room in her home as a shrine to her. Now, there is another horror movie that is also similarly based on Ed Gein. JC, you already know it, so I'm not even going to ask you. Oh, Oh, God damn it, JC. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. (laughs) Um, In regards to the... To the actual film being made, Peggy Robertson, who was Hitchcock's longtime assistant, read the novel and read the positive review of the novel and in a criminals at large column and decided to show the book to Hitch. However, the, the studio readers at Paramount already rejected the premise for a film. Hitchcock eventually acquired the rights for the for the novel for nine thousand five hundred dollars and reportedly ordered Robertson to buy every single copy of the novel to to uh, preserve the surprises. Now, I think this is brilliant because it made the author money and it preserved the surprises of the film. And I don't think anyone's ever done this since. And so also with that, that rule that he had that people couldn't... Oh, couldn't you're, come you're, into you're, the JC, you are stepping on my toes right now because I have that in my notes. Uh, I'm good with trivia too. <laughs> uh, Paramount executives balked at Hitchcock's proposal to make the movie and refused to provide his usual budget. In response, Hitchcock offered to film Psycho quickly and cheaply and in black and white. So that is the reason that Psycho is in black and white because it saved money. Um, Hitchcock brought in his series crew from Alfred Hitchcock Presents and the movie in loop. What else do I have here? Uh, he used Universal International and the movie, a 60% stake that he received a uh, proposed a 60% stake in the film's negative. So pretty much he took, he did not take a salary and took the back end and the back end was very sweet for Hitchcock. The screenplay was relatively faithful to the novel outside some other stuff that I'm going to get into a little later. Uh, and, and there, Pretty much, that's about it for the production. In terms of the controversy and promotion, which JC started to talk about before, um, a lar- a, there was a large image of Hitchcock pointing at his watch in the theater, stating, it is required that you see Cycle from the very beginning. There is a space for the theater st- staff to advertise the start of the next showing. So, first movie to ever do this, I don't think a movie ever did this after. That you weren't allowed to go in after the movie starts. And for someone that goes to the movies a lot, and JC, you go to the movie a lot, and Jenny as well. And Ryan, I think you may agree with me on this. That should that should be something that yep. every movie theater does. Yep. Mm-hmm. I hate sitting in a movie theater and people coming in after the movie started. I can't stand it. It's extremely irritating. Jenny? I hate I hate it worse when it's a Broadway show. Broadway doesn't do that that often anymore, though. Yeah, but they still do. Because remember, On Your Feet? You're right. You're right. Those stupid women came in like 15 minutes late when like the oh character that's supposed to be it. like everyone's like on their feet dancing to the music like with the opening and then these stupid women get in the way and you can't see. You pay all this money for a ticket. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Hitchcock enforced a no late admission policy during the theatrical release of Psycho, which was unusual, like I mentioned, for the time. Psycho is a prime example of the type of film that appeared in the U.S. during the 1960s after the erosion of the production code. It was unprecedented in its depiction of sexuality and violence, right from the opening scene in which Sam and Marion are shown as lovers sharing the same bed with Marion in a bra. In a, and this kind of goes back to what Jenny was saying. We talked about uh, it happened one night year uh, that was, yeah, that was 26 years before quote. that. 
and she show she was able to show her legs. Yeah, because that was pre-production code. And then after that, everything changed, and then here we go with Psycho, and then you're showing a woman in a bra, which is nothing now. A brazier. A brazier. Um, what else do we have here? Another controversial issue was the gender bending element. Perkins, who was allegedly uh, a homosexual, and oh, Hitchcock. Oh, actually, sorry. To go back to it happened one night, you yep. also saw Clark Gable without a shirt on. Was and, that big at the time? And too? that was also a thing that wouldn't have happened pre, uh, post pre, post production code. So that was like another big thing because you saw him without a shirt on, and it wasn't typical. Mm. So going back to the Anthony Perkins thing, they they made a big deal out of that because he wore Norma's garb to conduct his murder. So that was another <laughs> big thing. Um, the censors in charge enforcing the production code wrangled with the, with Hitchcock because some of the some of them insisted they could see one of Lee's Janet Lee's breasts. Hitchcock held on to the print for several days, left it untouched, and resubmitted it for like approval. Like Each of the censors reversed their positions after that, so it, it felt like they were trying to um, find reason not to release it. Which it's which the irony is that I think the movie did reveal, you know, that some critics that didn't like it. I mean, critics that did like it at the time, but it got a lot of negative reviews because this is actually one of the first movies that the director did not allow critics to screen the movie. They had to go into a theater, watch it with everyone else, and then we got to the point where some critics may now have liked it, and it it got some negative reviews. So, movie movie was released June September eighth, nineteen sixty, with a budget of eight hundred six thousand nine forty seven, and it made fifty million dollars. Now, as we get to the trophy room, oh, I, <laughs> uh, let's get into it. It was nominated for four Academy Awards, Best Director. Not a Best Picture nomination, so Hitchcock was a lone director, Best Supporting Actress, Best Art Direction, Best Cinematography. No Anthony Perkins in Best Actor, and like no score, no score, no screenplay. I mean, this is fucking ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it 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 just. I mean, JC, do you do you admit with the voters today this wins Best Picture? Oh, or do you still, or do you still think the, they won't do it? Nah, it's just, I think it would have definitely got more nominations, but I still I think that would have been the win for it. I don't think it would have won Best Picture, maybe Best Director, because I feel like they're becoming more ballsy with like giving like directors the win for like really creative movies. I personally think it it would have won actor and supporting actors. It should have won back then. Yeah, it should have. Like, it should have won back then. It won the Golden Globe. They well, one of the few times the Golden Globe got it right. Yep. So it actually, did win the Golden Globe. Janet Lee did win the Globe for. What were the other contenders that year? Nineteen sixty. Uh, let me get for that. best for best picture. Or, yeah. Or, or, or well, support? best picture and supporting and lead well, actor. Well, best picture was the was the apartment. Which I mean, oh, that was yeah. the popular movie at the time. It wasn't yeah, going to beat. It was, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't going to beat the apartment. I mean, I like the Psycho more than the apartment, though. but it no, wasn't going to beat. It wasn't going to beat that. Yeah, that's a tough one. It sucks when yeah, you have no, these great. I think I would still go for the apartment only because I think Jack Lemon was so good. I think that whole cast was really good. Well, Jack Lemon didn't even win. And the whole the best story. actor. Oh no! Who no, won? Burt, Lac- Burt Lancaster won. 
Yeah, he won is that his from stuff here for to Elmer, no. Elmer Gantry. Oh, I haven't seen and that. And then Elizabeth Taylor won for Butterfield 8. Oh. So trash. Well. Well. Ooh. Shirley should have won. It's yeah, sure, Shirley should have won. It's Elizabeth Taylor, though. And then for Supporting Actress, where Janet Lee was nominated, Shirley Jones for Elmer Gantry won. Uh, I've never seen Elmer Gantry, no. so I don't know. Perhaps I don't... we must no, watch uh... Elmer Gantry to see... <laughs> Compare. Yeah, I. I no, the, go ahead, JC. No, the crazy stuff about Elizabeth Taylor was that when she won that, it was considered to be like a career Oscar, and then she won a second Oscar for the Virginia Woolf movie like six years later. So oh, it was like Virginia Woolf was, is way better. Yeah, that that was her performance. For that one hundred percent. But I was like, they gave her a career Oscar just to give her for something she really deserved it in six years later. Yeah, and they yeah. screwed over Shirley. This is kind of what happens with Al Pacino. With. I'm glad you finally come into your senses. You used to always say like, "Oh, I don't care. He deserves it over over Denzel." Oh, because I, I, I screwed I, over so many times. This is the truth. This guy, this no, guy well, should. He, he did, Pacino should have. Did, but, yeah, man, come on. Pacino should have at least four being, Oscars. Yeah, but you were being super biased after you watched Malcolm X. You're like, "Oh, I don't care how great Denzel is." He, so Al Pacino got screwed so many times. I'm still giving it to him. Pacino should have won for another movie that year. That's all I got to say. Um. In terms of AFI, it's listed as the number 18 greatest movie of all time, the number one thrill movie of all time, the number two villain of all time, the number 56 quote of all time, a boy's best friend is his mother, the number four film score of all time, and then 100 movies, 100 years, 10th anniversary, it moved up to number 14 of all time. So let's do it again. It will go go to the top 10. Yeah. Maybe top five, you think? I can see it in the top five. It 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 it'll be a stretch, but I think it's moving. I'm just up. curious if if Raging Bull goes up or down because it it's went going, it went up to number four. It's going down. Anniversary. It's going down. I think it's gonna go. I think it's going out of the top ten. Actually, that's kind of I I feel very strongly. I like it's Raging Bull. Yeah, I like Raging Bull a good amount, but it's not. I I I don't have I don't hold it in such high regard like everyone else. It's, to me, it's the second best movie. Who Scorsese? It's, yeah, at the, at the Goodfellas. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> well i mean a- afi who was you love i do the best. that's a different episode yeah, coming that's, soon that's a uh that's a uh <laughs> I got, that's a i gotta let you know how good taxi driver is and remind you oh, how great it is three to me uh but let's get into age best <laughs> jenny i'll kick it off with you yes david oh sure <laughs> <laughs> sorry i wasn't sure if you were asking me my opinion on you guys were still going back and forth um, age best, the shower scene. I mean, the close-ups, the kill, the music. Um, everything. Her, her drop. Her drop. Everything. What do you mean her drop? When she How she falls over the tub. Yeah. yeah, and then the close-up to her eye, her eye, and um, just showing she's dead. Um, fun fact: I, I don't have this in my notes, but the original cut of Psycho, the editor was um missed this and someone someone that worked for Hitchcock who was also an editor before noticed that there was one second and we wouldn't have probably noticed that she was breathing. So they had to Oh yeah yeah. yeah. So they had to re edit that. Yeah. All right, well, you know it's hard. Yeah. Depending yeah, on how long you had to take that yeah. take. You can't hold your breath that long. 
Um, I really enjoyed actually upon rewatching it again this weekend. I really, I realized that I really liked the way he used all of the inner monologues as she's driving. And like, instead of us seeing these people create these scenes, right? Like you could easily go to them and film them, but I thought it was a unique perspective that it's also like in her head. Maybe they didn't even talk about it this way, or maybe they did. Like, it just was interesting to see like all her worry coming through. Um, Anthony Perkins, obviously aged the best. I think he is Norman Bates. He epitomizes it. I think he did such a terrific job. Um, Mother Bates in the cellar. I think that's such a great reveal. It's a great movie. I mean, we know it now. Obviously, like we know it's coming. But when you first watch the movie, you're like, oh, shit. Um, And then the whole camera. I I would say the camera work in this film aged the best. Yeah, cinematography is fantastic. You know, it he did such an interesting thing with all of his shots and especially when um abergast is that how you say his name yeah abergast gas whatever he uh falls down the stairs and you have that long shot not as good in the remake though oh my god no but but (laughs) those creators are so bad so that's my age awesome so i have the opening herman score i think as someone that listens to film scores while the shower scene is the most iconic, it's nowhere near the best piece of music in the movie. I think the opening the opening piece of music is the best piece of music in the movie. I think that opening score is incredible. Um, age best, director cameos and films. Hitchcock kind of made that a thing for directors to do cameos in their films. Um, the bait and switch of the protagonist in films. Killing off the main protagonist at the begin at before the middle of the movie, Anthony Perkins' performance. It's my number three of all time. It's, just, it's incredible. Janet Lee, she's incredible in it. Uh, going piggybacking off what Jenny said, the drive to the base motel with Herman score and Marion listening uh, in her head to what everyone may be saying about her. And I do like it's very very subtle, but I do like that she smiles like yeah I got I went over you. That little smirk was really really great. Uh, toilet flushing in films that age went really well because this was the first one to do it um this is something i noticed for the first time here norman's reflection in the mirror uh when she brings the or not the mirror the glass when he brings her dinner it's kind of hitchcock saying there's something else going on here like there's a duality to, to to this person and i was going to say like maybe it's just me overthinking things but as we move on to the next scene when they're sitting down anthony perkins had the shadow behind him but marion crane doesn't so you don't see her shadow in the back but you see anthony perkins i thought that was excellent excellent filmmaking there um i do like and i wrote a paper about this uh in my film class in college the fact that all we get after Marion dies is Herman's score and nothing else of just him cleaning cleaning up his mess. Uh, and then um, Sam Loomis, uh, post-psycho work as a psychiatrist at Smith Grove Sanitarium. I think that was uh, really, really solid stuff. And if anyone doesn't get that, Sam Loomis was the name of the psychiatrist in Halloween. <laughs> JC, what do you got? Um, Ace Bez, obviously the shower scene is iconic. It's been shown in a lot in a lot of like um footages and even there's even a documentary on it. I don't know if you've seen it. it's called seventy eight fifty two, which is all about that scene because that's how much it was. It was like seventy eight like different shots and ang- and like fifty two cuts. 
So like that dives into it. So the fact that that scene was able to basically have a whole documentary about it shows that age really good. The killing her halfway through the movie. Without that, we wouldn't have Drew getting killed in the scream. Like that's a perfect homage to it. Um, Norman based performance, obviously, because the base motel as, as well. Like a lot of people really love what Freddie did. So it's like both those, like that character in general has aged well because it's something that now the newer generation has in mind because of the show. And um, the score, because it's still a score we talk about to this day, is like that's aged very well. Because like sixty, like I said, I'm I was born in the early nineties, and it's my, and it's my favorite movie score of all time. And then last, um, you're gonna laugh probably, David, but men wearing dre- women clothing has well, aged really well because a lot of, well, you know, the LGBT plus community, like a lot of, they, you know. I guess. I don't want to. Talk <laughs> I don't know where to go there. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, what do you got? Um, I got score, the overall story, the twist at the end, um, the camera work, and the shower. Yes. Awesome. So for age worse, I'll kick this one off. I went with sexual harassment at work because that guy, what was he, an oil tycoon? Yeah, he was flirting with her. Like, yeah. flirting is flirting, but that is like, <laughs> I want to tuck you into bed kind of thing. It was like pretty, it was pretty, pretty bad. Um, and then the only, honestly, like, it was difficult for me to find anything negative to say, even joking around. Um, the only, it's, it's close to a perfect movie. And, but I guess the over over-expl- explanation of Norman's split personality at the end, I didn't really care for that. And it's very unhitchcock. He doesn't explain things. He just, Let's the like the, the cinephile decide. So I don't really like that. Uh, Jen, what do you have? So I actually like the explanation at the. I like that whole ending. Um, but so I differ on that, David. Uh, my age worse. Four hundred dollars for a car. Oh yeah, it was only four hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I would love that now, but uh, it did age worse. Um, embezzlement. Not cool. Not cool. She took the money. She stole the money. Robbery, I guess. Actually, you know what's funny? I'm glad you mentioned embezzlement. Yeah, because, I mean, it's not really Because the oil tycoon of. is actually admitted to committing fraud. Yeah. Because he doesn't report. Oh, well, he doesn't then report there you it, go. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. So embezzlement. Um, not being sneaky enough to leave unseen. Like, she's driving. Like, don't take the main street. Like, you're going to be seen. <laughs> like, you just left your job. You said you were sick or whatever. You're not feeling well. And then you take the main street. And you think that your boss isn't going to be not see you? Like, go the back roads. Um, taxidermy. Yeah, you were so cool. creeped out by the taxidermy in all four movies. I think taxidermy is <laughs> only okay in museums, right? Like the museum in uh, like the American Museum of Natural History or something like that. But like if it's a hobby, I don't know how I feel about it, but whatever. Um, cheese sandwiches. What's wrong with cheese sandwiches? Like yeah, what's just, wrong with cheese sandwiches? Like <laughs> just straight up cheese sandwich? Like, I don't know. Like You eat bologna. Nasty. I don't eat bologna. No. Bologna I mean, you is eat grilled disgusting. Cheese without the grilling. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, but grilled cheese is delicious. But like just like so cold, the cheese sandwich. Just cold nah. cheese. Like it gotta that. Be cheese. It's grilled cheese is delicious. You put a little butter on each side of the bread, you flatten That's... it, you do a few different three cheese sandwiches. I'm with Ryan on grilled this. Grilled cheese. <laughs> but a plain grilled cheese, cold, and then with milk. I don't know. I love milk. Anyway. Go ahead. Uh not cool. And that's it. That's all I got. All right, JC, do you have anything? 
you no, know, I think it's a perfect movie, and I actually like the explanation at the end because when, when I first saw it, I was I was you know younger, so I wouldn't I didn't understand a lot of the stuff, and I would have just thought it was a crossdresser. So that so the psychiatrist like explaining all that was very helpful for me. I think. I don't know. For I me- think, and actually going. You know, so he, JC just said cross-dressing, right? I think also, like, when Hitchcock explains that scene, back then, and even today, it still kind of continues. There's not a lot of exposure to mental health. So you think about how did people back then used to get a lot of their news, a lot of their information. I mean, in the 40s and the 50s, you had all those newsreels that used to go on before um, before you would even watch a movie. You didn't have trailers, so you had newsreels. Like, this is how a lot of people that didn't own a television Maybe some people didn't even have a radio would get their news and their information. So I feel like Hitchcock putting in that scene is also talking about mental health. And maybe this is also an exposure to a lot of people learning what being, um, you know, a schizophrenic or being bipolar or what or having multiple personalities is like a lot of this is probably an introduction to those people to learn. I get you. That's a that's a valid point. Ryan, do you have anything that's age worse? Um, the PI's death. I just think, like, I laugh when I see him fall, the way he falls down the <laughs> stairs. I laughed at it. I'm sorry. I just thought that was ridiculous. I hate um, you, Ryan. I hate you. <laughs> I mean, I mean it, it does look funny because it was like they couldn't just have him, like, go backwards. Like, I get the creative decision, but I also get what Ryan is saying. It does look funny, but it's not something that bothers me because I've seen the movie so much and I yeah, love it so much. I get, I get you guys. Uh, anything else, Ryan? Um,. Peeping Tom, and also who gets in the shower and then turns in the, turns on the water. I, I I I did when I had my surgery. Well, that's understandable. <laughs> now Ryan like, feels bad. Do it normally though. Like, no, 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 no. Like, I don't no. do that normal. But, but that's I, weird. But I'm also a very terrible person because I literally I shower with the hot water. I don't use any cold water. It's straight to hot. So I let the I let, I personally let the shower steam up and then I jump in. So actually, to be fair, in my old apartment, I would just get in the shower and turn it on, but the hot water would come quick. Here, I actually have to turn it on and it takes a little while yeah. for it to come. So if I don't turn it on before, I can't get in yet. And right. be on the lookout for the new podcast where we talk about where we take showers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How do you take your Real shower? shower chronicles. All right. <laughs> Let's get into the the other awards. That guy award. I'll kick it off. I went with Vera Miles. I, as much as I love old films, I've really only, anytime I've seen her, I'm like, oh, that's, that's Marion's sister. Do you have, Jen, who do you have? I have Martin Balsam for Abergath. He, oh, just, <laughs> I Don't know, I know. He's in Saint Elmo's Fire. Yeah, he's um uh, the the father for Mary Winningham, the one that Rob Lowe has has. Uh, uh, <laughs> Jenny, disappoint. He's well, okay, but to be fair, this is where I know him best. Not Twelve Angry Men. Yes, yeah, Twelve Angry Men, but I've seen Psycho more. Oh man! So sorry. Oh, but good point. Look at that. Terrible. Wow! I do well, no. To my fire. defense, JC, like I, I never thought of him because I always knew I knew him from somewhere else before Psycho. I just couldn't put it together. Um, who do you, who do you have for this one? Um, same as you, Vera Miles, because like, besides this, she was in Psycho too. I saw her in, in one of my favorite Twilight Zone episodes, but when I see her, I still always just see like her screaming when she sees mom, uh, mom, uh, Nor- Norma's corpse like that. Like when I think of her, I just think of that image. How with the when she hits the light bulb, so yep. like she's always gonna be Lila to me. Ryan, 
I have a very, I'm very fearful right now because I have a feeling <laughs> I know who you're going to say here. And you're what gonna, do you think I'm going to say? Anthony Perkins. Yep. That's exactly it. <laughs> I, I fucking hate you, right? I cannot. That's all I know him from. <laughs> oh my god! I had a feeling that's where you were going. As when we were when, when I was doing my notes and I got to this award, I'm like, Ryan's gonna fucking do it, and I know he's gonna do it. Oh, I hate you for that one. Uh, all right. Won't Dead... be a podcast if you don't hate me for a little. That bit, is true. Let's go. <laughs> let's move on. The Deadless Shrimp Six Man of the Film Award, the Best Supporting Player. Janet Lee. I went with Janet Lee. She is incredible. The time that she's on the screen. And I've always liked her. And I don't know if you, Ryan, I guess this question is more for JC because you kind of really saw this for the first time um, now. JC, like watching this with the remakes and how terrible Anne Heche is in, the, in that, doesn't that like even improve Janet Lee's yeah, performance it, it, it more makes, than it was? It makes, you, it makes you appreciate it so much more that they got it so perfect the first time around. Yep. And Ryan, I I know JC knows knows and um, Jenny knows. Do you know who whose mother that is? Janet Lee. No, that is Jamie Lee Curtis's mom. Oh, right and she on. Play, and she played Jamie's uh, secretary in H two O. Yep. So it's I love that the scream queen we know and love pretty much was the daughter of the original scream queen. So it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome. Uh, so I I went with there, Jenny. Who was your six? Who's your best supporting player of the film? Janet Lee. Cool. JC, who do you have? Same as you. I don't even know where Ryan's gonna go here. Where, where are you going I with this? You okay, awesome. So I think I think that's universal because that's legit a support. I mean, at first we thought it was the lead, and then that switch. Awesome. All right. I don't think anyone cried in this movie, so I'm gonna. I, I, Jenny, did you cry? No, I didn't cry. Oh, she she. No, no, I, I wasn't even sad at all. In any she, yeah, yeah. She pulled up to the mic like she was about to say something, and I'm like, oh, I guess I got this wrong. It was about to spit half fire. <laughs> <laughs> so this category, I only bring in when it's worth talking about the score. Play that funky music, white boy. Let's talk about Bernard Herman's score. Uh, Hitchcock insisted that Bernard Herman write the score for Psycho, despite the composer's refusal to accept a reduced fee for the film's lower budget. Hill, Herman's biographer Stephen C. Smith writes that the music for the shower scene is probably the most famous and most imitated cue on film, but Hitchcock originally composed uh, constructed the film for that scene to not have any music. And can you imagine that scene without music at this point? It wouldn't. I mean, didn't he say that like after like he saw it with the score that he how did you probably have it in your notes? He was like that the success of Psycho is 33% of the, of the score Yep, I have that. I have that in my notes. Um, yeah, and it's ranked as the number four score of all time. It is incredible, absolutely incredible. It's why I think when I I mentioned before that I wrote a paper about the score of the film. It pretty much I was the only person in in our class that wrote about Psycho, and it shocked me. My professor even like spoke to me after. Like, I'm shocked that no one really appreciates Herman's score the way you did, and no one else wrote about it except you. And in my head, I'm like, really? It just seems like the one everyone would choose. So Herman's score is incredible. It's and ironically, I think it. I think it's his best out of the work with Hitchcock. But Vertigo is right up there. Yeah, I was gonna say it. Vertigo. Vertigo's is... score is so incredible. And then North by Northwest is the other one that I think of when with Hitchcock. Um, Becky O'Shea, MVP of the film. 
I'm gonna start with Ryan here because I need to I need to I need to make sure that works. <laughs> Anthony Perkins. Okay, just just making sure. <laughs> JC, who do you have here? Anthony Perkins. Yeah, of course. Jennifer. I do not have Anthony Perkins. I'm just kidding. Oh, what a shock me! She's like Janet Lee. She's the reason this movie succeeds. No, Anthony Perkins. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think he did so much. Um, there's so much subtlety in the acting and being Norman. I think it's very hard. I think it would be a very hard act to follow for anyone who tries to play Norman in anything. And then Freddie did it. Right. Like, I think um, a Bates Motel is a whole other thing because it's such a good show. And they did a terrific job. And I think they paid Om- great homage, homage to, to everything. Um, but I think it's such a hard thing to do. And especially when you watch the the terrible terrible reboot um of psycho you notice how what a difference it is and how much like vince vaughn just did not do it and uh yeah and you know what the funny thing is he's not the worst part of that movie no he's not he's the best part of that movie actually yeah, yeah. but still not great yeah well, you know, we'll get to that um for me i went anthony perkins i mentioned before it's my third favorite performance of all time there's i think will work so well and what doesn't work for vince vaughn is the fact that Anthony Perkins has a sense of innocence that you needed for that Norman Bates character to, yeah, he would never do these murders as an audience. Like, perfect example is you have that scene where he's cleaning up the murder and Hitchcock manipulates his audience with Perkins' performance to root for the the good son to clean up after a murder. Like, we don't want his mother to get away with it. And that's a lot to do with Hitchcock and a lot to do with Anthony Perkins' performance. It's any, any, we're about to move on to, uh, Psycho 2. I think he's great in all of them. I don't think he's, but he, he's obviously never as good as he is here, but, uh, mm-hmm. he's really great. And then Peaks and Valley, uh, this one was actually really hard. <laughs> I guess, like, for Peak, who did you have? I put John Gavin, Sam Loomis. Yeah, that's why. To be honest, like I really haven't seen him in much else. Um, This is where I know him from, and I guess I could I could have put him as that guy from also for me, but um, I I don't think he did anything better than this. After when I was looking at the rest of his, that's where I went to for there. Well, what about you, JC? Yeah, he he peaked with that. I've never seen him in anything else. Ryan, same. All right, Valley. This is hard. I was actually going to think to go with Hitchcock, but he only really nah, made he one. Had, he had he, like he had one more great movie after this, and that's it. Who did you? I put Janet Lee. What did my, she do after? Well, she's done a lot of stuff after, well, like a lot more movies, and um, she did a lot of television work and mm. a lot of and just like her writing. So at least comparatively, because even. Because Anthony Perkins really didn't do that much, yeah, that much after. I don't this. think anyone in this movie really, you know, exploded after. And Vera Miles did a lot, but she was very much a character actress. So for yeah, me, I, I did Janet Lee. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. It's it was tough. I don't think anyone really really out became a super duper star. So this one was a little tough. Uh, JC, who do you go with here? Um, give me what I'll tell you right now. Um, I went with Martin Balsam because 
your rule, he won an Oscar in 1966. Oh, did he? Actor. Oh, then yep. all right. Then I'm gonna have to go with him. <laughs> I have to switch it up. You know that you know my rule. Yeah, he wins Oscar. That's why I looked it up because I was gonna say I was gonna say Anthony Perkins because he did the original Murder on the Orient Express. He did the try with Orson Welles, but I'm like, let me see because I know your Oscar rule. Yeah, and I remember that um, Arbor guys was was an Oscar win. I just didn't know if it was before cycle or afterwards. And Rye, what do you have? Um, I went with John. Mc- I can't pronounce his last name. The sheriff. Okay, cool. Alrighty, so let's get into the fun facts before we move on to Psycho 2. And because Psycho is 60 years old, I have 60 facts. Damn, man. No, I'm just joking. I'm like, we're not going to get to the sequel. <laughs> I'm just joking. I, got, I, I have 20. Uh, all right, so number one, Alfred Hitchcock was so pleased with the score by Bernard Herrmann that he doubled the composer's salary to $34,501. Hitchcock later said, like you mentioned before, JC, 33% of the effect of Psycho was due to the, uh, the music. Number two, when the casting crew began to work on the first day, they had to raise their right hand and promise not to divulge one word of the story. Alfred Hitchcock also withheld the ending part of the script from the cast until it was needed to be shot. Number three, I'm a big Walt Disney fan, but come on, Walt. Walt Disney refused to allow Alfred Hitchcock to film at Disneyland in the early 1960s because Hitchcock had made that disgusting movie, Psycho. Come on, man. Next up, something that I noticed um, in the opening scene, Marion Crane is wearing a white bra because Alfred Hitchcock wanted to show her as being angelic. When she had taken the the leap and stolen the money, she is wearing a black bra to mirror the fact that she's doing something wrong and evil. I've always loved that, the fact that he did that. I mean, it's something so subtle, but it's something only Hitchcock would do. Uh, Similarly to when she steals, before she steals the money, she has a white purse. And after after she's stolen the money, she has a black purse. Next up, the reason Hitchcock's cameo was so early on in this movie was because he wanted their uh, audience's attention to be on the movie, not when Hitchcock was actually going to show up. Hitchcock wanted to make this movie so much that he deferred his standard $250,000 salary in lieu of 60% of the movie's gross. Paramount Pictures agreed because they felt that the movie would do poorly at the box office. Uh, The movie exceeded... $15 $15 million for him in revenue after, because of the deal he made. It reminds me of the, uh, I've talked about it on here before, the Robert Downey Jr. deal for Iron Man. He took a back end of profits to the Iron Man character and look at the money he's made off of that. Uh, Anthony Perkins and Janet Lee said that they did not mind being stereotyped forever because of the participation in Psycho. They said in interviews they would rather be stereotyped and be remembered forever for a classic movie than not be remembered at all. And you'd think some people would take that advice. Like, and we're, Je- Jenny hates where I'm going with this, but JC, look at uh, Twin Peaks. Like, Kyle didn't want to be stereotyped as Cooper. Yeah, we, we, we lost out on some great stuff that he could have done in that movie. Yeah. I, and I like the movie well enough, but if oh, Ky- yeah, it's good, bud. Chris Isaac is no Del Cooper. No, Jenny was. I remember when we watched it. Jenny was like, "Well, who was that? Why is that man yes. there? Why is it not Cooper?" Yes. <laughs> she still blame she, him. She's still not over Dougie. I think she blames Chris Isaac for Dougie. I love Dougie. 
uh, to ensure, I mentioned before, to ensure people were in theaters. You had this. There was uh, outside of the sign that I mentioned before. The studio provided a recording to play in in the uh, audit, not the auditorium, the lobby of the theater, and the album featured background music and a countdown: ten minutes to cycle time, five minutes to cycle time, so on and so forth. The official trailer back in 1960 is on record the longest trailer of all time. <laughs> and if not, if it's not the longest trailer of all time, it's certainly still one of the top. Do you guys know how long the trailer was? JC, God damn it, JC. I'm going to Jenny and and, and Ryan from now on. <laughs> you said my name something. You were, it was to ask me if I knew the answer. Nope. Six minutes and 30 <laughs> seconds. Uh, next up, despite being labeled a horror movie by those less familiar by his work, uh, Alfred Hitchcock is has only directed two horror movies. Not JC. Jen, what is the other horror movie he directed? The Birds? I should have asked Ryan. No? Yeah, it's The Birds. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Come on. Oh, you just you didn't said... want us to get it? Yeah. And be knowledgeable on a film podcast? Ryan, did you know that? Uh, I had an idea. Good. All right. Next up, and this goes to along what uh, the last scene that you that JC and Jenny like. Alfred Hitchcock hated the infamous psychiatrist explanation scene at the end of the movie. He felt the scene was boring, and the movie came to a grinding halt at that point. The scene has also been ripped to shreds by critics over the years. The worst scene in an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Hitchcock and viewers felt the scene was unnecessary, overly ob- ob- oblivious, and too talky, slowing down the action and suspense from the rest of the movie. I can see that, but then he could have also made it shorter. He could have been uh, he could have not given the the psychiatrist such a long dialogue either. Well, the reason that it is is because he received strong pressure from the studio and powers that be that funded the film to relieve the pressure from earlier scenes to provide an explanation. Yeah, because, I mean, he could have made it a little bit shorter and then cut to Norman to the whole ending where Norman mm-hmm. it with the fly and, you know. That's the one takeaway from that. I'm glad we got that maybe why I was okay with that scene because we got that final shot. It's one well, of my favorite. Well, that was a great final It's one of my shot. favorite endings of I all time. I think that's one of the yeah. best final shots in a film ever. Yeah. And I just think, like, he could have cut the dial. I can see where it was a little bit long because it was sort of like you had all of this action happen and then now we have, like, a long story. So I understand that. But he could have just made it shorter. I guess. Uh, this movie marked the fifth and final time Alfred Hitchcock received an Academy Award nomination. And anytime anyone ever bitches, and JC, we're going to get through this, we're going to get to this during the Oscar season this year when people start <laughs> complaining about who isn't directed for best director or who is snubbed. Alfred Hitchcock doesn't have an Oscar. I don't want to hear anyone's fucking and mouth. Kubrick, and Kubrick won one Oscar for, for something he for, wasn't really known for. It's, it's just fucking asinine that <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock doesn't have an Oscar. It's, oh my God. This, this fact I got for Jenny, but unfortunately Jenny peeped it when she was watching the movie. The Mary Tyler Moe shows Ted Knight makes an appearance in the movie as one of the guards at the ending who's opened the door to Norman's cell so they can bring him the blanket. As soon as we were watching it, I had already in my notes, but Jenny was like, oh, my God, it's the guy from Mary <laughs> Tyler Moore. That's a horrible Jenny voice. I think that's a great Jenny. Nah, you got to be a little bit more high pitched. All right. Next time. All right. I, <laughs> you know me. I love what if castings consider for the role of Marion Crane. 
Eva Marie Saint, Lee Remick, Angie Dickinson, Piper Laurie. He does love his blondes. Martha Heyer, Hope Lang, Shirley Jones, and Lana Turner. Not I th- no, not the Lana Turner. Jen, you're making I a face. I think she would have been too risque. I guess. It. Coincidentally, Dickinson played a Marion Crane type character in Brian De Palma's Dress to I was Kill. Say that, which is a psycho. Is she like naked in that whole movie? No, she, or that shower scene. She no, that can was I spo- body dump. Can I spoil something? Yeah, Dress to Kill. Anyone that hasn't seen Dress to Kill, Ryan, I'm sorry. Um, she dies like relatively early in the movie. Yeah, but yeah, doesn't she have like pretty, that whole shower yeah. scene? Oh yeah, that right was... at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's essentially a psycho ripoff, but De Palma's admitted it's a psycho ripoff. But uh, it's the best is better than that remake. Oh yeah, I'll take that over the oh, remake. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're not lying there. All right, last couple ones here. Director Alexander Payne said he couldn't couldn't imagine the movie being made in color because it's far more chilly in black and white. Then the remake happened. Exactly, which proves our point. Uh, Jenny's gonna love this one because she loves Hollywood relationships. Tony Curtis. Janet Lee's husband at the time claimed in his autobiography the cycle success was based thanks to him. Sure. I'm just joking. Why does he, why does <laughs> he think that? I'm just joking. Uh, oh. <laughs> he claimed in his autobiography the cycle success and the fact that all anyone You're wanted to get a suit for libel, you know. Well, <laughs> that all anyone wanted to do to talk to her about what the shower scene drove his wife to drink. Which eventually led to her breakdown and their divorce. So he blamed Psycho for their divorce. Well, they divorced in 1962. He was also kind of a deadbeat dad for a while to Jamie Lee and her sister Kelly. And he was also like a womanizer. So, sure, Psycho is the thing that led to your divorce. And listeners, this is why cool. I love bringing up Hollywood relationships to Jenny. She knows all the facts. Cool. She knows yeah, all the facts. I, I cool, cool. felt like I was, was like in the closet. No, Tony Curtis. Yeah, I always, I don't know, like when I see him in movies, I always get that vibe from him. Like he, he well, could have been one of those people like Marlon Brando, those people that supposedly were in the closet and had relationships with men. I mean, they could have been bisexual. That's fine. Well, yeah, that's the the but, Hollywood series that was on Netflix. I watched yeah, the documentary. But yeah, not the Rock Hudson one, but the... Um, Cary Grant. Not the Cary, well, the Cary Grant one and the Catherine Hepburn. Yeah. So they're, they're, that they I mean, kept it hidden. Uh, the stabbing sheet is seen in the shower reported to have taken seven days using 70 different camera angles and only lasts 45 seconds in the movie. Uh, despite his reputation, Colvading col- col- extended working relationship with his leading ladies. And because of the reception of the movie, Hitchcock reluctantly told Janet Lee that he could never work with her again because she, she would always be remembered as Marion Crane. JC, do you do you like that? That he never worked with her again. Yeah, I think they could have. I think she would have been better in the birds than. Yeah, but I don't. I wouldn't have wanted her to experience what Tippy did. So Blood's like, I get what he's saying. Like that is such an iconic performance that if people saw her, they might have like it might have distracted from what he was trying to do with the movies. Mm. And then last two, despite the fact that the movie is entirely in black and white, several viewers. And spe- specifically, recall the red blood as it swirled down in shot in the shower. I don't know how, but do you guys know what it was used? Not JC, Ryan. Any guesses? <laughs> uh, 
No idea. Jen. Chocolate syrup. Very good. That's actually, this is actually, I didn't know that, so this would have been one of the oh. things I would have done something <laughs> <Damn>. wrong. <laughs> All right, and then final one, because he was working with the low budget, Alfred Hitchcock did not want to use the top marquee names with the exception of Janet Lee, but he hired her because he knew audience would be shocked at the star being killed off in the movie. 25, um, she received $25,000 for the role. And then 20, I mean, what is 36 years later, Wes Craven did it in Scream when he killed off. Oh, thanks to that movie. Drew Barrymore. Oh, yeah, but. Which makes you happy. Are you going to say Wes Craven didn't take that from Psycho? You are out of your mind. No, if it's you not think that. that, but like Drew Barrymore. When I watched Scream, I didn't think. I mean, she was the bigger name. She was the biggest name in that movie for, yeah, no, for she was sure. Also the poster, but you know, I didn't really care. Like I don't know. Oh. Man, I feel like Janet Lee got more. No, she got more screen time, and she had more purpose in Psycho than she didn't than Drew Barrymore did in Scream. That's why I think makes the Scream one right up there with Psycho because, yeah, because she was on the poster as the star well, of the movie. I guess. Yeah, and she and she was the biggest name, so you know you wouldn't really think that they would kill off, you know, like Drew. Ma- Grant said that she wasn't, she was, st- she still had, she was still like coming back from all that, all that um, rehab stuff she had, she had gone through in the early nineties. Yeah, but like she still was the biggest name of that movie because like unless you've seen like Scrab and is uh, sorry, The Craft and um, Party of Five, you really weren't familiar with Neve. Right. Yeah, I mean, I I like Scream, so love Scream, and I. Thought that death was great. It was very gruesome. I remember being gruesome even in 96. I guess. All right. So let's move on to Psycho 2. Uh, I personally really enjoy this. Uh, Little notes that I have here. Don't have that much. Uh, Robert Block published a novel titled Psycho 2, which satirized satirized Hollywood slasher films. Essentially, what what the book is, and JC gave me more detail on that, was that... Norman Bates escaped and he went to Hollywood to stop the film being made, right? Is that pretty much it? Yeah, it's pretty much Scream 3. And Jay and Silent Bob strike back. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't get a reaction from Ryan on that one. Yeah, I was, I was expecting I, him like, hell yeah. <laughs> um, concerned by this, oh. Universal decided to make their own version that differentiated from Blotch's work. Now, I like the fact that, and I'll get to you guys in a second. I like the fact that the movie doesn't try to just be psycho redone again. Uh, it tr- it tries to be completely different from the original film, and for that, I do appreciate it. It's nowhere near psycho, but it has it's way better than it has any reason to be. Uh, JC, thoughts on Psycho Two? No, I, I dig it. Like, uh, similar to what you were saying, like, I like the fact that it wasn't trying to be just another retreat to what we saw. Like, it could have been, especially with Lila coming back. But, it, it, you know, it has it has its own, like, style. Like, granted, like, the mythology of everything that happened in the first one is brought up a lot. But I like the fact that it tried to be something different, even something different than from most eight horror movies in the early 80s. And the cinematography was shot... And it, I love the cinematography in this one, and it was shot by Dean Cundy, who also shot Halloween, Jurassic Park, although, and a lot of Carpenter films. Uh, Jen, thoughts on Psycho 2? Because this is your first time. Yeah, so I really liked it. I thought it was good. I mean, obviously, it's not Psycho, 
Um, but I thought I liked the fact that this one um, brought back a lot of people that you know with like Anthony Perkins, Vera Miles. Um, I really enjoyed Meg Tilly's character and how that whole plot line um, came about and how the ending of the movie was. I thought, you know, I thought it was an interesting perspective. I also like seeing um, what's his name who plays the psychiatrist. Oh, Robert Loggia. Yes, I don't know how to Robert Loggia. Loggia. Robert yeah. Loggia. So I really enjoyed seeing him in this um, because I had, you know, obviously big Scarface. Love him. And Dennis Friends. Um, oh, yeah. I, yeah, but I hated him here. So I, I was, I was I okay that he I liked died. I don't really care for him. Yeah, like at, I just thought he was like a real dick. Um, yeah yeah so but no i really i actually really enjoyed psycho 2 and i'll actually have a comment about once we talk about all of them um afterwards but yeah so i thought psycho 2 was pretty strong beginning like if they had ended it not done three and four i think it would have been fine to have it be there and ryan what do you think of psycho 2 it was fine like it didn't really do much for me (laughs) honestly (laughs) Um, but I didn't see the twist at the end coming, so I'll give it that. Fun fact, Eminem used that exact scene in his music video for Role Model. It's oh, no. funny that he used that and not uh, the original Psycho. But yeah, Because how many times has it been done? Yeah, that's true. Uh, and then Box Office actually did make money. It cost $8 million. and I'm sorry, it cost $5 million and it made $34 million. So that's not that's too bad. That's why we got the sequence. Nice. Yeah. That's not too bad. Uh, this I have five little facts before we move on to Psycho 3. The producer originally suggested Jamie Lee Curtis to play Mary Loomis due, due to her being the daughter of Janet Lee and having success with Halloween. Jamie Lee Curtis has a scheduling con- conflict and did not want to return to the horror genre after getting such a huge role in 1983's Trading Places. Would have been a nice little tribute because this was a theatrical release. So Yeah. I, I love Quentin Tarantino. I do. I really do. Oh, I, I was gonna say that, but I know you were gonna be. You was gonna love. QT <laughs> has stated that this is one of his favorite films, and he prefers it to Psycho. I want to know what QT was smoking, <laughs> yeah, was and I want and I want some else. of it. Everything. I don't think it. It must have been co- cocaine. Maybe yeah, cocaine. Remember that that stuff that happened, that came out a few a few months ago that he supposedly with Fiona Apple, him and PTA. They used to do that a lot in the late 90s. Crazy. Uh, Vera Miles said in interviews that she never really talked to Anthony Perkins during the shooting of the original film. She said Hitchcock was so strict and focused that he wanted everyone that wasn't shooting with each other on set to not be around each other on set. And uh, during the scenes that they shot here, she found him very delightful. Uh, Next up, the kill scenes in the movies are only about two to three seconds each in the original um uh the kill scenes in yes the kill scenes in this movie are two or three seconds each whereas in the original marion death scene is 45 seconds and arbogast is about 20 and then the final scene um of norman hitting mrs spool with the shovel was not given to the cast and crew until the last day of shooting to preserve the surprise surprise all right next up psycho three (laughs) i think this is more of a slasher film and i think jc you said the same thing right yeah like this like with cycle cycle two you know it was it had its own style but this is basically 
It was basically like a typical eighties slasher movie. I'm pretty sure it has the most kills than any other franchise. Definitely the most graphic ones. Yeah, no, actually, no. It's funny. I think the Lila Loomis kill in Psycho Two oh, yeah, yeah. is the most was graphic. <laughs> yeah, that one's really graphic. Uh, but no, this one I found it more as a slasher film. But again, I enjoyed it. I don't. I really disconnected these. It's like Halloween is the best horror movie for me of all time but i still enjoy the other ones this is kind of how i feel when it comes to these uh ryan what do you think of psycho 3 it, for me it was forgettable honestly <laughs> god damn it ryan <laughs> it was the most the sequels. <laughs> I, you know what's coming right jc and jenny we're almost at what? the remake ryan loved it and i guarantee you ryan loved it uh and the fact that he's staying quiet is scaring me scaring me <laughs> <laughs> very much all right uh like the film takes place one month after the event of cycle two did you feel that when you watched it jenny i did i think in the beginning it kind of established it that it's been a month especially all those newspaper shots that we saw when they're like looking for yeah, her mm-hmm. um overall i think i i would say that it is kind of a forgettable movie i and i'll, I'll go into that more in my next opinion for um but um, but yeah, may- this was definitely more of a slasher. Jenny did not, JC and Ryan, like, Jenny did not like the rapey man in the car at the beginning of the movie. Oh man. Oh, this guy was like, wow. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I for- I briefly forgot about him, but yes. Yeah, so for- who's the actor? I don't remember. I forgot. Was the foot. Um, so yeah, super rapey with the nun. I think that was, un- oh, so, okay. So the beginning, so the beginning of this movie I was just like, it gave me such like an, I guess because of the nuns. And I was like, is this going really religious here? Like, what are we doing? It gave me a very much um, an omen feel in the beginning with just like religion. And I was like, what's happening here? I thought that was actually a really cool shot. Um, Spoiler alert for no one that's seen it, but whatever. When the nun falls straight down, I thought that was a very Hitchcockian shot. Much better fall than the first one. Like, (laughs) almost like what you saw, like, in Vertigo with the clock tower. Yes, yes. I thought that that kind of reminded me of that. Um, Also, Psycho 3 was directed by Perkins. Yes. Right? Okay. And then, um, so I thought that was interesting. But yeah, this guy was super rapey, did not like him. And then later, like, he picks up this chick at a bar, and then he's, like, such a dick. He gets what he wants, and then he basically kicks her out. Naked. Naked. (laughs) Walk of shame. Opens it up and then gives her her clothes back. And then the poor girl, like, is all, like, scattered. I mean, it's her fault, too, because she knew he was a dick from the beginning. Here we go. Whatever. And so then she goes and she puts her shirt backwards and then she's just trying to put her shirt back correctly. And then here comes Norman or whoever. It was Norman. And who kills her? Doesn't even let her get her shirt fully back on. It's very moral. Puts her, puts her the ice machine. It's a moral message of don't have, don't get picked up at a bar and have a walk of shame. Um, no, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's just really like the whole trope, right? And scream like if you have sex, yeah. you're going to die. Uh, Budget wise, this movie costs eight. Point four million. This movie made no money. Fourteen million dollars. Yeah. So, uh, fun facts here. I only have three. Anthony Perkins originally suggested the film be shot in black and white as an homage to Hitchcock, and then it was Anthony Perkins' idea to use the unique scene transitions, like the light under the door that is actually a knife. Uh, and then finally, the original script had Dwayne as the killer, emulating Norman Bates's crimes. That would have been awful. And finally. Psycho for the beginning, it is a uh, TV movie. It was on Showtime, so it was a cable TV movie. So essentially, it was just it didn't take away. It wasn't um, it didn't take away the the graphicness of it. I liked it. 
I actually liked it more than I remember liking it when I saw it as a kid. Uh, JC, what do you think of four? Yeah, I remember with, with all these, like I liked them all fine. It was, it was cool because it was basically like we had heard a lot of the back, like we had heard how his mom died, but we had never really got much. So it was cool that they took like a prequel and a sequel thing. The only thing I didn't like was that it basically ignored two and three. Yeah, I have that in my, I have that in, in the the notes as well. With, That's what I have for it. Yeah, with the not paying any attention to two and three, the original writer, Joseph Stefano, wrote the screenplay for this film and pretty much he didn't like Psycho two and three. So he said, I'm rewriting, I'm writing the script, but we are forgetting two and three ever happened. Uh, Ryan, tell us how much you hated Psycho four. No, I thought it was a nice way of doing an origin. It was fine. Oh, you actually, you actually like it. That's good. Better response than the other two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's my favorite out of the sequels. Okay, like I can see that. It's um, what about the kills? What do you think of that? They were good. From what I can remember. <laughs> like I said, bad memory. <laughs> you just saw it yesterday. No, not yesterday. I saw it a couple. I'm gonna watch it. And Matt, props to uh, shout out to Olivia Hussey with these TV movies in the 1990s. Yeah. The same year. The same year, yeah, with it, and then yeah. and then Psycho Four. I thought she was good as Mrs. Bates. They, I, uh-huh. the relationship between her and and Elliot uh, was oh, was so creepy. Yeah, Jen, wait, 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 what do you think of hard on Psycho Four? Thoughts. So, I like the idea that you kind of got a little bit of the backstory, like you got to see more about who she was and like how this all led. Right, shout out to Elliot. Uh, oh yeah shout out to henry thomas baby henry thomas at like 18 um so i actually i did like four i think i liked four better than three um i kind of so part of what i was gonna say was that i think you could have totally got rid of gotten rid of three completely um having two i think would have been fine but then you could if you got rid of two and three i'm okay with psycho and then having the storyline from psycho four being it um, but basically my whole point, you could have gotten rid of three, kept psycho, psycho two, and then psycho four, yeah. but just started a little differently. Like this is now another 10 years, let's say, and then he got out of the asylum and then had this life and then going back to the prequel. Correct me if I'm wrong, JC and Jenny, the, uh, radio host, she was in uh, West Craven's new nightmare, right? Yeah. CCH pounder. She's been in a big, a lot of yeah, character a lot of- actress. Okay. Um, Olivia Hussey I liked. I didn't like that she sounded very British because it just didn't like I could hear it at times. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, uh, yeah, very creepy, very like voyeuristic. But I think there's no better um, show of the relationship between Norma and Norman than than in Bates Motel. Uh, So Mm -hmm. some some quick facts about the the movie. Uh, Anthony Perkins and screenwriter Charles Edward Porquet originally pitched an idea for Cycle 4 that had Norman's house and the Bates Motel getting, t- getting turned into a tourist attraction for horror weekends. Norman then escapes from the mental institution with a mute patient and the actor who was set to play Norman Bates for the horror weekend quits and Norman comes home and gets hired to play himself. How awesome. That sounds awesome, doesn't it? No? Maybe just for me. I thought it for... for- I- I would have been with it. Yeah. When filming the first murder scene, Henry Thomas got so involved in the stabbing that part of the knife went into his hand, which caused some nerve damage to this day that he has a scar for. 
And then this would be interesting. I'm very curious of your thoughts, JC, on this, if you didn't know this already. Henry Thomas was considered to reprise his role as Norman Bates in the reboot, in the remake. Yeah, I knew that he was one of the, the contents when I was reading certain things about, about the, the remake. Would you, would you have been okay with that? I don't, uh, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like playing like teenage Norman fit, fit his style of acting better. I don't know how, how would, I would have felt with him jerking off and all the stuff that oh yeah because that that switch i'm like that's elliot for me i don't want to see elliot jerking off yeah so (laughs) next and then last one steven spielberg was so impressed with the film he personally wrote mick garris a letter of admiration the letter holds a permanent occupancy framed in mick's office to this day so spielberg likes psycho four and then finally last movie the remake, Jenny. I th- is this what you have something to say about? No, I already said it. I said it that like Psycho Four that we could completely get rid of Psycho. I'm 3. talking about the remake. We're oh up, yeah, but what about it? We're up to the remake. Yeah, I know. I got nothing to say about it. Yeah, yeah. Jenny didn't even finish the movie with me. I got nothing to say about it. Um, I saw it. I got. I saw it originally. Um, when it first came out, and then I hadn't seen it again until recently. Um, which was this weekend. And it's literally word for word the it's garbage. It's absolute the original. Like I was like, wow, because we had just seen the original, so we watched it really back to back, and um, I was just like, wow, this is bad. And Anne Hayes, I'm not rooting for her at all. Um, just terrible, just really bad. Yeah, Vince I- Vaughn. I love Vince Vaughn. Did not like Vince Vaughn here. He just didn't. He just didn't do it for me here. Yeah, um, it just—it's not a good remake. I I do have some notes on this, but JC, I did you hate it as much as we did? Piece of shit. Like I get it that Gus Van Sant said it's an experiment to show how shot for shot remakes don't work, but piece of shit. The the switch that he did with with, with Albert Gras's death with the whole visions of what was it like a of a sheep. And a naked woman, whatever it was, that was just stupid. I had forgot about it. So when I was rewatching it earlier this week, I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Yeah. I'm like, he literally went from goodwill hunting to this, like, how do you fuck up such goodwill, pun intended? It's so quick. Like, literally, this came out like less than a year later. You go from being nominated for an Oscar to making one of the worst remakes of all time. Yeah. And then, Ryan, go ahead. Terrible. <laughs> Oh, good, 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 good. Thank God. <laughs> it's not the fact for me. It wasn't the fact that it was shot for shot. It's what they added. Like, like, yeah, like, yeah. Like JC just said, the little shit, like those little vision things. Like it reminded me of, uh, like Dave, we're both wrestling fans. Like the Bray Wyatt Orton match when they put the bugs on the Tron. Yeah, like, that's what it fucking yes. reminded me of. <laughs> that I um I hated it. I I was I was talking to JC off the line. I was more under the. Let me be fair. I haven't seen this in 22 years. Maybe it's not as bad as I remember. You know, it's Psycho is one of the greatest movies of all time. It's actually worse than I remember. Like, I, I, I here are some of the, the notes that I have. Tarantino must have really been, I don't know what the fuck he smoked in the 90s. He's gone on record stating he preferred Van Zandt's version to, to the original because it felt it was more real. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about there. <laughs> Uh, Van Zandt admitted it was an experiment that proved that no one could really copy a film exactly the same weights as its original. Sure, make excuses, buddy, for making a garbage movie. Annoyances. So you guys have talked about how it was shot for shot. However, the changes that were made in this movie, you change the Bates house. 
one of the most iconic film locations or film houses of all time and you decide to change it. That's ridiculous. Masturbation. Norman Bates masturbating while looking at, at Mary through the whole. Why? Why was that? Hate that. It was so fucking unnecessary. Like, if you want to make a shot, like, that's one thing that he should have just kept a shot for shot. Like, don't change nothing. Yeah. It's, that it, just made it creepier than it already was. Yep. So, yeah, it, it, it's pretty bad. It's one of the worst movies of the 1990s. Hold up. And that, and that blonde wig, like, that whole, his whole getup for as, norm, as Norman Bates is horrible. Like, the pink dress, I don't know. It just doesn't. It looks so bad. And yeah. His freaking face when he's about to at the end. I'm like, <laughs> I don't. Is oh man, I yeah. could go on about how shitty this shit is. Sorry. All right, so <laughs> let, let's move on to let's finish up with Bates Motel. Bates Motel is uh yeah. So Bates Motel. Oh, Jay. Actually, Ryan, I want to start with you here because I know you came on and started watching it a few weeks ago, so you have a fresher memory on that. Go ahead. What are your thoughts? Oh, I thought it was phenomenal. It was really well done. Um, so good casting for Norman. Um, like just from the acting and the look alone. Um, hard to pick a favorite season for me, at least. I would say it's either one or five, honestly. What do you think of the of Freddie as Norman? Oh, I think he did an excellent job. Yeah, I think it's really, really solid. I was very hesitant to watch the show because of how much I love Psycho, but the fact that it was able to be its own original thing, it really worked for me. I didn't... How do you... We're going to go straight into spoilers here. If you haven't seen the show, watch it. Um, do you think the end worked well with Norman dying? Yeah, I think it was a nice way to end it. You know, like, that way it's just nice, clean cut. There's no going forward from here. Here yeah. you are. Yeah, I agree. Jenny? Love the show. Um, I wish I had seen it when it was more on, like, when it was live on TV a little bit more so that I had known oh, only so because good. we did, like, a horror convention and um, Nestor Carbonell and I forgot the guy's, the actor's name that plays Max. They were there. Like, I would have liked no, to have met Dylan. them. Dylan. Oh, Dylan. Max Dylan. Thoreau is Oh, name. Max Thoreau. There we go. I switched That's it. That's his name. So, um... I would have liked to have met them then. They seemed really cool. So then watching the show after, I was like, damn, I missed out. Um, but no, I think the show was just so good. Vera Farmiga was Incredible. amazing. Freddie Highmore. Um, everybody on that show was good. The writing was great. I think because it wasn't a million episodes. Also, it was a, a stronger uh, narrative that really fit nicely. Um, and I would have liked to have seen it maybe go a couple more seasons. But I think it ended where it needed to be, where it didn't feel too draggy, and I was really happy with the ending. They the knew. only thing I, my only gripe about the whole thing is just I didn't enjoy, love Rihanna, love everything else she does, <laughs> but I didn't enjoy her being Marion Crane. Well, um, she... But it is what it is. Like, she was a fan of the show. She put in word, and they wanted to make sure, I guess, also people want to watch the studio, so I'm sure. But I, I highly doubt she would have been the first choice. Of the probably. writers to yeah, bring probably. her on, but whatever. And then you you mentioned before JC that you're a big fan, right? Yeah, like when when it was when it was first announced, like you being a huge fan of Psycho, I had my I had my worries, but like after the after the first few episodes, I'm like, okay, this is this is good. I like the fact that it was set 
like in modern times and not not like a period piece that's taking place in the 60s because it allowed for newer stuff like with the technology like that we didn't have a cycle i'm okay with the ending with um with uh, norman dying i think it's different like it says that from not having to the fact that they pretty much had a lot of the stuff from the first cycle in it with marion crane everything made it seem like it was a it was good to end it that way so we don't get like another sequel series or anything and with rihanna I at first when she was got announced, I was like, "Oh my god, it's gonna be so terrible." Granted, it's not there's not any Emmy worthy stuff, but she wasn't as bad as I thought it was. And the fact that this changed that she didn't die, I was happy because when she got casted, I remember I hit up my cousin who was a big fan of the show as well, and I'm just like, I'm like, I can't, I don't. She's gonna she's gonna do such a horrible job in recreating that kind of shower scene. So like, I like the little twist where she didn't die because I'm like, I don't feel. She had she has the range to have given us something to really hold on to with her dying. Like to, uh, she would, I would have felt nothing when she died. I would have felt the same way I did with um with with the psycho with the psycho remake coming. Yeah, I would no, have felt true. nothing. Yeah, it's true. Uh, and then yeah, just to finish off, the only fact I have, fun fact I have here is Timothy Chalamet, Chalamet Ding Dong auditioned to play Norman Bates. Ooh, he so, would have. I mean, he would have got his big break long before he got it. Yeah, would have been interesting. So yeah, that pretty much wraps everything up. We love Psycho here. Safe to say, one of the greatest well, the, movies. One the, of the, yeah, the original, yeah, yeah, one of the greatest movies of all time. <laughs> and if you guys love Psycho, please, please, please watch out for Hitchcock movies. He's not a horror director. He's only the greatest director of all time. You guys definitely, definitely need to watch more Alfred Hitchcock movies. Until then, next week we'll go back to the Oscars. See you at the movies, kids. Yeah.